Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Real Estate Investing Club, the place investors go to learn tips, tricks, and stories from other investors in the field. Before I introduce today's guest, I have three short housekeeping items to cover. First, if you like our content, the best way to support us is simply to like, subscribe, comment, or share this episode with your friends and family. Second, we are active investors ourselves and are always on the lookout for mobile home, RV, mixed-use commercial, and multifamily properties in MSAs with a population of 100,000 or more. So if you are also an active investor and have something you think we may be interested in, we would love to take a look. Send us the details of the deal at www.therealestateinvestingclub.com. Third, if you are a new investor and would like to learn how to get started or scale your real estate investing business, go to www.therealestateinvestingclub.com to check out our course. So without further ado, let's dive right in. We have a very special guest with us today, so buckle up, grab your pen and paper, and enjoy the ride. All right, we are live. Today we have Eileen DePue, attorney and brokers associate with Keller Williams in Austin. Eileen, thank you for joining us today. How are you doing? Great to be here. Doing well. That's good to hear. Um, so why don't you get us started? Tell everybody, you know, who you are, where you're from, and how you got started in real estate in the first place. Okay. Um, <clears throat> I am from Long Island, New York. That's where I grew up. Uh, from a construction building family, my grandfather was project manager on the World Trade Center in New York wow. way back in the day. And uh, my dad and uncle were builders, um, both custom home builders and uh, municipal utilities and schools um, on Long Island. And I remember laying out job sites with uh, tape and string when I was a little kid. I tagged along with my dad to job sites. So I, you know, I've always loved uh, getting out, real estate construction, and I uh, went to law school after college. I came to Texas at sixteen. I went to Rice University on a tennis scholarship. Uh, stayed in Houston for law school and uh, practiced law. I was a maritime lawyer in Houston to start, and uh, loved that. You know, dove right in and very very involved. I married a lawyer, so we had pretty big careers in Houston, loved it, started investing in real estate. And, um, we, the joke with our friends was how long we were going to be in a house. Cause we get bored quickly with our environment. You know, we're rolling stones, gather no moss. So we were moving like every two years. And, uh, when, once I had four kids, I wanted to slow down on the on the practice and law stuff and started having a, more of a community-based law practice. Just in our small hometown, we moved north of Houston, a little town called Montgomery, where I wanted to raise my kids. And uh, we had a ranch, and I just wanted to open a little law, law office in town. And took whatever walked in the door and a lot of people walked in the door with real estate problems. So I started helping people out with real estate problems, estate planning, and, um, started doing some more real estate investing land, a uh, lot of, a lot of land and then little flip houses. 
and really enjoyed it. You know, I admit I, I started becoming a little addicted to HGTV. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. Um, you know, I did quickly realize that you can't, you know, it, it's not as easy as it looks on TV. You know, the make the home makeovers. I have absolutely no skills. Make it look too easy. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's great for sales. Don't get me wrong, um, but you know, I quickly realized I do not have the decorator gene. Yep. Um, <laughs> I have other great skills, uh, but decorating is not my thing. So after a couple of flip projects with Colossal. They were good results, but disappointing to me because I was not the designer decorator I thought right, I could be. You're operating yeah, out of your wheelhouse, kind of felt yes, out of the wheelhouse. Yeah. So, um, you know, I got more realistic, and I said, you know what? Let me help other people buy and sell real estate. Uh, I think I can provide very good value. So we we moved to Austin about uh, seven years ago. And I jumped into selling real estate and helping other people with their deals. And it's been really rewarding. My first assistant was my, at the time, daughter at UT, uh, University of Texas. And she subsequently um, went to Baylor Law. And she is now a real estate attorney in San Antonio. So running the family. Yes. And my son is joining me in the business um, when he graduates from University of Arkansas next year. And yeah, it's been really fun. It's a great family business. I love it. I love it. I mean, it sounds like you've been you have quite the uh, quite the background. You're kind of a I mean, you got started. You, you came from a real estate family. You're, you had custom home builders. Your your parents were custom home builders on Long Island. Um, you said your grandpa was even the project manager for the World Trade Center. That is, uh, yes. that's, that 19, is his job right there. Yeah. Yeah. 1940-something. I've lost track. I was little. <laughs> I wasn't even born at the time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. But that yeah. Was a, that was a way yeah. To yeah. And my grandparents were immigrants. You know, gotcha. okay. I was the first person in my entire family to go to college. And yeah, they're really hardworking people. Great people. That That is no, it's a it's a it's a true American story. It sounds like. Not, and so you went to law school and then you went into maritime law. That's very. Yes. Unique. I mean, that had to have been fun itself. Yeah, it was, it was really interesting. Um, so I grew up on Long Island and my dad was really big into boating and hunting and fishing. So, I, you know, I was raised outdoors. And I knew a lot about boats because I was the deckhand. I mean, and we, we fished in big bill fishing tournaments every weekend in the summer. Every, every opportunity I was on a boat, not really because I wanted to, but that's what my parents did. You know, yeah, yeah, they were yeah. big fishermen. So, and they, you know, I was the older kid. My, I had a little sister and, uh, my, you know, I was the deckhand. I was running the boat when they were on the reels and i was throwing lines and anyway so, so you grew up you grew up in on the boat and so you, that's kind of how you took your law career you went into maritime yeah. law that's awesome yeah, I was one of the first women maritime lawyers to be hired by this firm which was one of the oldest firms in houston uh yeah 
So it was, it was cool. neat. It was groundbreaking and it was fun. I mean, I, I used to go out to the ships in the middle of the night, the Houston Ship Channel, uh, with a 38, you know, I would pack <laughs> because in the middle of the night, it's yeah, scary. Yep. And I am not wearing a dress. I am wearing tennis shoes and blue jeans and my beeper and interviewing ship captains and crew members because ships will collide in the night. And oh, wow. my job was to go out and investigate what happened and uh, understand the law and, um, you know, figure out who's right and wrong and contact all, all the that. necessary parties and litigate it. Yeah. So, so, so I mean, somebody, you had a very colorful career even before getting to real estate. Um, you know, mm -hmm. after that maritime thing, you went in and you uh, you moved um, to Houston, it sounds like, or a suburb outside of Houston, you started doing flips, but you realized, mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, flips aren't, it's not HGTV. As much as you wanna, you wish it was HGTV, there's a lot more that goes on into it. So you decided right. that's not your bread and butter. Um, you moved on and now you're in Austin, selling real estate, being a, being a um, both a broker and an attorney for, uh, for real estate investors, for anybody who has any, um, any issue with real estate. Does that kind of sum it up pretty well? Yes. Yes. I love it. I love it. Um, so great. I mean, I'm glad, I'm glad you're on the show. We really, uh, I was excited to have you on here because we, you know, I love hearing people. Um, I love having lawyers on the show because real estate really is a transaction based business. Um, I mean, there's a lot that goes into it, obviously, but the paperwork is it's, I mean, I almost want to say it's a third of, of what you're doing when you're actually um, finishing a deal. I mean, it's, Paperwork is very important. The legality of real estate is very important. Um, so I want to kind of push us in that mm -hmm. direction. Um, I love hearing about your story so far. And so kind of tell us, um, when it comes to the legal side of real estate, what is it that you think people need to be a little bit more prepared? What are the main um, mistakes that you see people making when they, as investors, um, buy investment properties, buy flips, um, and they and they kind of structure their deal poorly, or what are the main mistakes you see happening in that area? <laughs> um, are we talking commercial or residential? Ooh, that's tough. Um, let's start residential, and then we can veer into commercial. Okay. Um, they don't know what they don't know, and if they don't have a very experienced agent with perhaps a legal background, they're not spotting issues that are seriously there. Uh, one of the big things, big areas I see overlooked or people, consumers, do not pay attention to are title commitments. I review title commitments for my clients the same day they come in. Um, I can do that. I understand the jargon and I can spot things that are of concern and bring them to the attention of the buyers. As a salesperson, that is a downer, okay? Because it could blow a deal up yep. and I'm commission based. But it is all about, in my opinion, these buyers have got to have a good brain looking at those title commitments, surveys, you know, all, all because that, that that's, that's the blood and guts 
of yeah, the deal. Absolutely. And you need a doctor who understands blood and guts to understand how to how to spot and identify issues that are going to protect you as a buyer investor. Yeah. And, and I would never uh, I would never recommend anybody do their own, you know, pull their own title. I'm um, definitely hire a lawyer or a uh, or go with a title company for that. Um but yeah, I mean title companies can't give legal advice to parties. But they, you know, my 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 um my thought is no matter how large or small the transaction, um, the commitment surveys it's, and the legal documents, the contract should be reviewed by an attorney. And I know the TREP forms all say right above your signature, you should consult with an attorney before you sign this. Nobody does it. Yep, that's they, absolutely they, true. If they do, it's a family member who doesn't practice real estate law and they may spot an issue or two, but <laughs> oftentimes it's not relevant. Um, and they so, may still miss some of the big things that are important. So, uh, if an investor were to engage with a, um, an attorney that was not, uh, you know, real estate specific, uh, what are the questions that they should be asking this attorney to make sure that they're, you know, they're looking at the right things on, in the title commitment. Um, they're, they're, you know, checking the right boxes. What are the, what, what are the things that they should be, um, engaging to make sure that they're actually getting the right representation? Uh, so the thing about law is it, you get a general law education when you go to law school and then law lawyers become specialized, yep. you know, um, just like doctors, you know, you wouldn't go to a heart surgeon if you've got a brain tumor. Okay. Right. And you got to get a brain tumor removed. Your heart surgeon is not your guy. Uh, maybe a great guy, he may be available to answer your questions, <laughs> but you don't want to put a scalpel in his hand. It's the same thing with lawyers. Um, you don't, you know, if your brother-in-law is a, a bankruptcy lawyer, uh, he may know a little bit about real estate because he remembers taking a class and taking the bar exam, had some real estate on it. But in terms of problem solving, really digging into the issues or more particularly how to resolve the issue. That's the most important thing, how to build the bridge to get over that hurdle that is found in the chain of title or the survey or what have you. And that's where real estate specific lawyers come in. They, they understand not only how to identify problems, but what to do about it. And is it fixable? And how you fix it? How long it takes to fix? And how much it's going to cost to fix it? Most things are fixable, but you know you just got to be in the right hands to be able to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we actually, uh, um, my my partners and I, we had we ran into an issue recently. We were closing on a, a mobile home park um, out in South Carolina, and uh, it turns out just I, we we still don't know how it happened, but for some reason there was you know, back in the day when this mobile home park was first built, somebody else was on title. Um, and, uh, the current owner had no idea about it. Um, but the, this person had legitimate claim to title because she was on the title. Um, and so we, I mean, the, we hired a lawyer and they went and they found this person. She just, you know, just some random girl out in South Carolina. And, uh, you know, we had to get her to sign it off and sign off for her claim to it because she didn't even know she was on title either. So, 
Um, I mean, that is just an example of why you need uh, somebody who's really versed in um, in the title process in order to make it um, in order to to safeguard your uh, your transaction. So mm -hmm. I love it. Um, so title, I mean, title is obviously a huge thing when you're closing transactions. Um, there's a whole bunch of other legal aspects that that come into play. Um, how about partnerships? So when you're uh, when people go in to buy uh, real estate together, um, you know, individuals go to buy together, entities go to buy together. Um, how do you go about uh, um, coaching them on structuring those those deals? Document, 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 and have a great have a great partnership agreement. My husband, who I've mentioned earlier, is an attorney. Um, he he's done a lot of partnership agreements and knows how to really do them very well because it's not just about the agreement as he says all good things come to an end it's about the exit plan and what happens when the partnership no longer wants to be a partnership that's where all the disputes arise generally in partnership agreements um, it, that they weren't um, well drafted to start and then the exit plan either they didn't address the exit plan um, who gets what <laughs> and when um, in in the partnership agreement, or uh, it's very vague and um, if it is there. So uh, good good agreements, documents, and well thought out. Yeah. Perfect. I love it. Um, so I want to I want to shift gears just a little bit here. We try to keep these episodes to around twenty minutes, um, and so you know yeah. we're we're blasting through it. Um, yeah. So I want to hear a little bit about the, the experiences, the stories that you've had. Um, I mean, you've had a ton of a ton of experience in real estate. You started in maritime law. I mean, who does that? That's awesome. And now you're a, you're you're a broker in um, Austin, and you're also an attorney. Um, so I'm sure you have great stories that we can listen to. So. Um, kind of tell it, take us to, to one of the times that was, uh, that was kind of a struggle that kind of caught you off guard. Um, what was that story and how, what was the lesson that you pulled out of that after the, you know, after it was all done, said and done? Well, I'll be really honest here. Um, you, you said caught you off guard, right? So yeah, or it's just a struggle or, um, yeah, know, kind of a lower point. Yep. Yeah. Uh, great question. So what comes to mind first and foremost, one of my early on real estate deals, I got into real estate cause I got tired of fighting with people, you know, as a lawyer, there's a winner and there's a loser oftentimes. Um, and it's, it's arduous, you know, and it's, yeah. It's, uh, anyway, I wanted to work with people, right? Win-win situations. And Keller Williams is all about win-win or yep. no deal, right? Yep. Yeah. So <laughs> one of my first real estate transactions was with a divorcing couple. Ooh. And the prior agent quit them. Like she could not handle the ugliness of the ex-husband trying to sell this, this home. And he was a doctor and uh, she was a doctor and I had to get in the middle of that. And, um, that, you know, 
the reason I got the listing was because this other agent was quitting. She just couldn't handle it anymore. And my broker at the time said, Eileen, we think you can handle this, which was either because they thought, you know, I, I could match the intensity of uh, the parties or what, but um, I think what, what um, surprised me and set me back most of all was sort of a level of disrespect as a quote unquote realtor until they found out that I had much higher education and then they pivoted. Gotcha. Okay. And then they got in line and I said, <laughs> here's how it's going to be guys. You know, <laughs> She's a lawyer. Like, She's got a law degree. It's time to, it's time to step in line. And it wasn't like I was telling them what to do. I just, I was just able to provide clarity for them that the prior agent was unable to do for whatever reason. Um, I think, you know, it's easy for some people, especially if they're angry to intimidate you, you know, cause they're for, you know, they're going through transitions themselves yep. and it's a stressful, very stressful period of time selling a home and also your family is splitting up. Just not pleasant. I think I may have lost your call. Uh, I'm going to hold on here for just a little bit longer. Um, and hopefully you are going to pop back into view. Uh, I will see if you can hear me, Eileen. Um, you might want to hop out of the call and hop right back in, but uh, we cannot. We lost audio from your uh, your side, so um, we may want to restart your router. Maybe uh, hopefully you can hear this. <laughs> uh, if not, uh, we'll have to redo uh, redo this episode or just call it good where it stands. Looks like Eileen just dropped so she might be coming back on here in a second um if anybody's watching or for everybody watching i am glad you guys uh, stuck around obviously for the recorded episode this is going to be cut out <laughs> um but for everybody watching I'm, I'm glad you're here um i mean the one reason i wanted to have eileen on today is that i've uh, i mean in my own real estate journey i found that contracts and uh, the legal side of things is one of the most difficult parts, especially understanding how the entire process works from start to finish. Um, and so it's one of the reasons, it's one of the, the biggest pieces of advice that, um, that I feel real estate investors need on their journey. Um, so hopefully you got a lot of, a lot of good gems of wisdom from Eileen today. Um, it sounds like uh, she, um, most likely she, she has some uh, internet issues, but that's just, you know, that's just what happens with technology these days. So um, thank you guys for joining today. Um, I really appreciate having you on. Uh, this is obviously a very unique situation because uh, we, we lost one of our, one of our guests here with the, uh, with the apocalypse of the internet. So um, thanks for joining and uh, we look forward to seeing you guys on the next episodes.
Thank you for joining us on the Real Estate Investing Club. If you feel we provided value, we would appreciate it if you hit that thumbs up, share it with your friends online, whatever it may be. If you'd like to share or partner with us on an investment deal, we are always looking for quality projects. Go to www.therealestateinvestingclub.com to get in contact with one of our partners. Otherwise, I hope you guys have an absolutely fantastic day and I look forward to seeing you on the next episode. All right, before I officially sign off, I have a quick announcement to make. If you're interested in becoming a passive investor in one of my deals, my own company, Kaizen Properties, is looking for capital partners for our upcoming projects. We invest in what are known as recession-resistant assets, mainly self-storage facilities, mobile home and RV parks, and industrial properties. If you're interested in investing and would like to learn a little bit more about my company, our investing criteria, and some of the previous projects we've done, go to the Real Estate Investing Club podcast at therealestateinvestingclub.com and scroll all the way down to the bottom of the page. Click on the Invest With Us button. That'll pop up the investor form. Fill that out and we will reach back out to you as soon as we can. Or if you prefer a little bit more of a personal touch, you can reach out to me at gabe at therealestateinvestingclub.com. So really, that is it. Again, it was a pleasure hanging out with you guys during this episode, and I look forward to seeing you on the next episode.